0: Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for Kingdom conversations with Kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the Word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Welcome to Episode 3 of the Recovery to Recovered podcast. So excited to be here with you guys today. I'm not going to lie, though, I do come in to today's episode with a heavy heart. I am not going to try to pretend like I have not struggled over the last week seeing what is going on in my nation, seeing what is going on in America. And I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to speak on the kingdom today. You know, I see so many Christians and so many believers through social media even on TV, different things, different avenues that I'm hearing them speak. And I'm not hearing the kingdom. I'm not hearing kingdom talk. Now, I'm not talking about everybody, folks, so hear me out. There's a lot of people that understand the kingdom. There's a lot of preachers that understand the kingdom. There's a lot of pastors that understand the kingdom. But I see so many Christians that have no concept of, Of the kingdom of God. We are a kingdom people. We belong to Jesus' kingdom. We belong to the kingdom of heaven. We belong to the kingdom of God. And the sooner that the church realizes that we are the kingdom, the kingdom is on the inside of us, the sooner the world around us can see the kingdom of God and they can be introduced to the kingdom of God. And when the kingdom comes on earth as it is in heaven, Racism, bigotry, hatred will all be eradicated from the earth. And so I come to you um, excited to bring this word in the sense of I believe that this can change people's perspectives. I believe that it can help change people's lives um, and we need to understand it. You know, I'm going to preach a message that I preached several months ago to my young adult group on the kingdom Um, This is a two part series. Really, I could break this thing down into several, several parts. Um, But for the sake of time, I'm going to break down uh, what the Holy Spirit is leading me to speak into today. And so if you got your Bibles, go ahead and turn over to Matthew chapter six, verses nine and ten. And this is Jesus speaking, starting in verse nine. He says, pray then in this way, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I pray over the next couple of moments that you would help me to articulate this message in the way that you would have me to speak it to your people. Father, I pray that we would understand you on a greater level after today, that we would understand your kingdom and that we would understand what it is that you are trying to produce in the earth through your people. Father, we give you the glory and the praise for it. I pray that you would bless the reading of your word in Jesus name. Amen. So here in Matthew chapter 6, we have Jesus introduce us to this concept of the kingdom. The audience he was speaking to and speaking with would have or should have been able to understand this well because they were living in a time where monarchies were prevalent. This is a little more difficult for us to understand because we live in a democracy, We have a president, governors, and senators, and we vote, and we have a say-so and opinions on things, but that's not how a kingdom or a monarchy works. So our God doesn't run a democracy. He runs a kingdom. So it is very important for you to walk in and understand the principles of the kingdom. And to have kingdom principles in your life, you have to have them so that you know how to maneuver and how to operate in it and be blessed and not get yourself into trouble. Come on, somebody. But when we're talking about the kingdom, we're talking about the extension of rule. When we talk about the kingdom of heaven, we're talking about the influence of the place. I believe that the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven are two separate things. The kingdom of heaven is the influence of the place. The kingdom of God is the extension of the rule. Jesus wants us to receive his kingdom and kingship so we can manifest his will and complete his agenda in the earth. If Jesus wants us to receive his kingdom and be an extension of the kingdom, we have to be able to perceive it properly. Amen. In other words, we have to see it for what it, what it really is so that we can receive it and reproduce it in the earth. We're called to be an extension of the kingdom of heaven. Hence, on earth as it is in heaven, right? God wants heaven on earth the earth, but you must perceive it correctly before you can receive it. You have to see this in the right light, but also seek it in the right light. All throughout the scriptures, Jesus talks of the kingdom in parables and even says the kingdom is a mystery because the keys to the kingdom are not for the casual Christian. Let me repeat that again. The kingdom, the keys of the kingdom are not for the casual Christian. They are for the seeker. They're for the ones that are really trying to seek him. They're for the ones that are digging for the treasures in the field, the treasures of the kingdom in a field. And when they find that treasure, they go out and sell everything to buy that field. That's Matthew 13, 44, If you're looking for an address, the seeker gets the keys to the kingdom and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Peter, Jesus speaking to Peter and Matthew 16 says this. He says, I will give you the keys to the kingdom. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I'm getting ahead of myself, but there are keys to the kingdom. There's keys to the kingdom of God that opens doors, that opens windows of heaven and brings heaven into the earth. But a kingdom has to have a king. A kingdom has to have a territory and a kingdom has to have a government. And guess what? A kingdom has to have citizens. And let me just talk about that real quick, because one of my frustrations lately is that I see so many Christians who believe and think that you are a citizen of the United States of America before you are a citizen of heaven. Philippians 3.20 says that you are a citizen of heaven. You are not even from this earth. Why does your life look like it? We cannot afford this anymore in the body of Christ. The world around us is looking for the body of Christ to manifest Jesus to the world around us, to manifest the kingdom to the world around us. And God's kingdom has all of the things that I just mentioned. Jesus is our king. His territory is heaven. His government is himself. Hence the prophecy of Isaiah 9, 6, which says unto us, a child is born and the government will rest upon his shoulders. And we are citizens. We are the citizens of this kingdom. We know that Philippians three twenty tells us we're not of this world, but we are citizens of heaven. So from our initial text, we understand that God is in heaven. By the way, heaven is the place. It's not the kingdom in its entirety. It's the place where the kingdom resides. But the kingdom, the kingdom of God is the rule, power, authority, government of that place or the extension of the rule, authority or government of that place. The kingdom is the influence of that place. Come on. What if the kingdom of heaven, what if the kingdom of God would begin to penetrate the earth in the day and the time that we live in? Like I said earlier, racism would be eradicated. Bigotry and hatred would be eradicated from the earth. The earth is groaning for the sons of God to be made manifest. The earth is groaning for the kingdom of God to be produced in the earth, to be shown to the earth, to be shown to the people around you in your cubicle, in your workplace in your school you are an extension of the influence of the culture of the customs of heaven we are carriers of the kingdom of god let me give us this example real quick because i think it will help us to understand this the king of england never left england when he came when he was uh, king over the americas The king of England never left England to come here when the colonies belonged to Great Britain. No, but he sent people here with his authority, his power and his influence. And that's why to this day, Europe and the United States are very much alike. Let me just talk about that real quick. Do you understand that? England is now the United Kingdom. It is the United States of America. A kingdom cannot stand. A kingdom cannot withstand anything coming against it if it is not united. We in the body of Christ need to be united once again. We have to be. We absolutely have to be. If we want the things that we're seeing in our nation take place, if we want them to shift, if we want them to change, we absolutely have to be united. I'm so done with the barriers of denominations. I'm so over the division that has crept into the body of Christ. Jesus says it himself, a kingdom divided within itself can not Stand. Satan knows the Word of God and he wants nothing more than to divide us. He wants nothing more than to divide our country. He wants nothing more than to divide the bride. He wants nothing more than to divide the body of Christ. We must come together. We must come together. The world around us is depending on us to come together. Jesus here makes this statement in one of his first teachings and while teaching the disciples to pray that the father has a kingdom and that it's in heaven, the place, but that we ought to pray for that kingdom, authority and influence of the place to come to earth. It doesn't make sense of why so many Christians are trying to get to heaven, right? My goodness, God's wanting heaven to come here. The rapture isn't a rescue mission. It's the pickup for a wedding date. Jesus is coming for a bride that is spotless. Jesus is coming for a bride that does not worship idols and that has not let idols come in between him and them. My goodness, politics and patriotism has become an idol in America, in the American church. Don't confuse your patriotism. Don't confuse your politics, your political views, and your patriotism for something that's of God. I am a firm believer that yes, we should vote. Yes, we we should try to have a voice. You know, I keep seeing so many Christians talking about go to the polls. If you want to make a difference, go to the polls. And I understand that. And let me let me just say this. I understand that Donald Trump says some silly things and he has done some silly things. And I'm not trying to turn this uh, message today into a political thing, because what I'm talking about is the kingdom. But unfortunately, I would never. And I would never want to be guilty of and stand before Jesus and say I helped put somebody into power who is willing to kill millions upon millions of babies. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You know, we're we're talking about well, go to the polls. Maybe you just shouldn't go. Period, and just leave it alone. If you don't want to vote for the other side, don't want to vote for this side. Don't want, just just don't even go. Then I guess. My goodness, how could we put people in power? That want to kill millions upon millions of babies. The bloodshed of millions of innocent babies is on the hands of America. We cannot anymore have this political mindset. We must have a kingdom mindset. And things must shift and change in the church before it's ever going to shift and change out there. We cannot hold the world to the same standards that we uphold to because they don't know it. Why don't they know it? Because they haven't seen it from us. We've got to do better, church. We've got to do better. We've got to have a kingdom mentality. We've got to have a kingdom mindset for this thing to ever change and for this thing to ever shift. Let me share with you real quick so that we understand this heaven, the place, and the kingdom of heaven are not the same thing. If you have been in a church for any amount of time, a pastor has probably told you that they are the same thing. But heaven is the place and the kingdom of heaven is the influence or authority of the place. So what Jesus is saying here is that God is looking to expand his territory from heaven to earth and that he wants to use his people to do so. Jesus is looking for his people to be filled with his spirit, power, and anointing and to take the culture, the influence of heaven and bring it into the earth. Because until Jesus came, that right was lost. When Adam made of the tree, he surrendered the right we had in heaven but now that Jesus has come, the second Adam, and reversed the curse and broke it, we now have access to gain heavenly things. Hence, you are seated with Christ in heavenly places, Ephesians 2.6. That's why Jesus talked about the kingdom so much as something that was lost, a lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son. Jesus says in the Garden of Gethsemane, the ruler of this world or the God of this world, little g, approaches because Satan has authority here on the earth over people, over people who are not blood-bought Christians. So that means one of the assignments on Jesus life was to teach us and show us of the kingdom so that we can begin to take back territory for the kingdom and begin and become an extension of heaven. The kingdom couldn't come or be taught until Jesus came because God's kingdom couldn't dwell among sin. So Jesus came and made it possible for the kingdom to come live on the inside of us. Romans eight eleven says that, right? That the same Holy Spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead now lives within you and within me. So when John the Baptist started yelling in the desert, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And Jesus told folks, "Re." Pent for the kingdom is at hand What they are saying is re and pent Re means do over Pent means top or high Hence a penthouse That's what we call a penthouse So what he is saying is that I came so that mankind Can start thinking heavenly again I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now Jesus said I came to restore What Adam lost in the garden I came so that you can have access to heaven again I came so that the kingdom of heaven The extension of God's rule And reign could be on the earth again I came so that they would be blessed in every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Ephesians 1 3. I came so that now they can be citizens of heaven and be aliens in the earth just visiting just passing through. I came so this wouldn't be a permanent home. I came to restore the heavenly image that was in them before they hit the earth. I came so they could stop thinking like a pauper and start thinking like a king's kid. Come on somebody. I came so they could stop thinking like a sick person and think like a healed person. I came so they could stop thinking like a sinner and start thinking like a saint. I came to restore heaven in their way of thinking. By the way, the devil does not like this. That's why when he comes immediately when the kingdom is taught and preached, Jesus starts teaching about the kingdom in parables and he tells this one in Matthew 13, 3 and 4. And he spoke Many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell by the road, and the, and the birds came and ate them. Parable explained a couple verses down here then in the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches it away as it has been sown in the heart. This is the one whom the seed sown by the road. Mark 4.15, and he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word, and these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Satan hates the message of the kingdom being preached because what happens is he begins to lose ground in people's lives let me say that again we just read the word of God let me tell you something right now body of Christ with the that Satan hates when the kingdom of God is being preached why does Satan hate when the kingdom of God is being preached because he begins to lose territory in the earth and I came to preach about the kingdom of God today because I'm going to take back some territory from Satan this morning I am going to take back territory from the kingdom of darkness and I'm going to take it for the kingdom of light because when you start preaching this kingdom stuff and people realize they're an extension of heaven and just like heaven, they can speak and things can happen. When you preach the kingdom, you are giving people power over their circumstances. People begin to wake up and smell the coffee and say, wait up, hold a minute. I'm... Wait up, hold up a minute. I, I'm an extension of God's kingdom. I'm a citizen of heaven. And if I'm a citizen, I have rights. Oh, come on. And if I have rights, I have the right to say, devil, let my children go. Devil, loosen your hands off my finances. Corner mind, shut up and take a back seat to what the spirit of God is telling me. When you preach this kingdom, you let people know that they have power. And all the enemy wants to do is make you think that you're defeated. You're not good enough. How can God use me? But I'm here to tell you, if you've said yes to Jesus, the kingdom is on the inside of you. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom is on the inside of you. The kingdom that is on the inside of you is the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 7 says, for the kingdom of God. Is not eating and drinking. The kingdom of God ain't this and it ain't that. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I came here to help you tap into heaven this morning. So you can manifest the kingdom of heaven in the earth. Come on. Jesus didn't come. And talk about the kingdom as much as he did so that we could come to church on Sundays and some Wednesdays and have a little church, have a little meeting, dress up and get cute and talk about sister so-and-so and and sit around drinking coffee, fellowship and wondering when Jesus is going to come back. No, he came so the Holy Ghost, which is the kingdom, could get on the inside of you and you could have access to the influence and the authority of heaven. He came so you can be filled with the Holy Ghost, the kingdom, like he was so that you could walk, talk, and live like him. That's why the enemy is so scared of the message of the kingdom of God, saints of God, because if the earth begins to look like heaven, he doesn't have a chance. If the United States of America would begin to look like heaven, he would not have a chance. I believe there's a remnant here. I believe there's a people of God here who want to represent the kingdom of heaven. And the sooner we get a hold of this stuff, the sooner the United States of America is going to change. The sooner racism will be gone. The sooner bigotry and hatred and sin and abortion and all of these things will be eradicated as soon as the church understands that the kingdom of heaven is only inside of you. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. Jesus, I feel this thing this morning. If God has a kingdom and where it is, is in heaven. But God wants his kingdom to come to earth. He would need to send representatives of his kingdom In the earth that knows his ways, his customs and influence. So that also means these representatives need to know how heaven operates. That's why I started preaching. One of the reasons why I started preaching on the kingdom. Because people need to also know about the keys to the kingdom. They need to know how the kingdom operates. So in order for you to bring his kingdom From heaven into the earth, you need to know how heaven operates. And one way heaven operates is with keys. You know how a key works, right? Keys open doors. Keys open windows. And by the way, doors don't ask you if you're saved or not. All the door wants to know is do you have the key? I'll show you something real quick, then I'm going to move on because I'm not giving you the keys today. But I do want to show you this real quick. Malachi three ten says, "Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house." And test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. Then I will rebuke the devourer from you, so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will the vine in the field. Cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. All the nations will call you blessed for you shall be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Let me give you one kingdom key real quick, and it's the tithe. I ain't here to take up money. I ain't taking up an offering. Let's talk about it. Amen. Let's talk about it, right? Because tithing is a key to the window or door in heaven. But the church will get mad if you talk about it. That's why most of the church is broke. Check this out. Why does every Hollywood star or major athlete start a foundation? It's because they have found this key to the kingdom that if 10% or more goes out, blessing will come in. It's a key that opens a door that God has swore by himself with. It's a principle in the earth because he made the statement. It cannot be changed in the kingdom. When the king makes a decree, he can't even go against himself. God is not a man that he should lie. That's how much weight and authority the king holds in the kingdom. So you have to have keys to access what is in the heavens. You have to have keys to access what it is that's in heaven. And they will open the doors and the windows of heaven. Let me tell you something else right now. Another kingdom key is praise. My gosh, I don't have time to get into all of that. But God can't resist a praiser. Just ask David. But we're talking about the kingdom and what we've stated there is a a kingdom. In order to have a kingdom, you have to have a king, Jesus. You have to have a territory, heaven. You have to have a government, Jesus. And you have to have citizens, us. Let's talk about the last two parts, starting with the government, The government of the kingdom of heaven is simply Jesus' commands. The government of heaven rests upon them. Those are the laws we should follow in order to be a part of this government and kingdom. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7, I said it earlier, the government shall rest upon his shoulders. His name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There is no end to his reign or his government or the increase thereof. And I'm happy that it is him because guess what? We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. He is full of love, compassion, and mercy, and he knows the things that we face in the earth. He knows your struggle and he sees you. That's the type of government we have in our kingdom, in the kingdom of God. That's the type of government that we need to display in the earth. The government shall rest upon his shoulders. The government shall rest upon his commands. Repent. Think heavenly. Follow me. Rejoice. Let your light shine. Honor God's law. Be reconciled. Do not lust. Keep your word. Go the second mile. Love your enemies. Lay up treasure in heaven. Seek God's kingdom. That's just to name a few that this government we are called to. We're carriers of this kingdom. We're carriers of the kingdom of God. And the last thing I want to talk to y'all about is, is citizenship. Last thing I want to talk about real quick is citizenship. Because your citizenship, first and foremost, lies in heaven. We got to have a kingdom mentality. You got to understand you have a kingdom citizenship before you have a citizenship of the United States of America. We've let politics We've let our biases get in the way of what God wants to do in his people. Citizenship. This is where this stuff gets good. Come on, man, because perspective is going to change if you will get this thing. If you'll get this and understand about the kingdom and where you belong in it. Citizenship is one reason Jesus teaches and says a man must be born again. Because in order to be a citizen of somewhere, you must be born into it. Come on. So if you're going to be a citizen of heaven and obtain the kingdom, you must be born again. But here's the awesome catch about being a citizen. A citizen has rights. A citizen has rights tied to the country they are a citizen of. A citizen has rights where they come from. A citizen has a right to a fair trial. A citizen can say something in authority and confidence if he is aligned with his government. I feel feel the Holy Ghost right now. That government will come and back him up. A citizen can say something in a authority and confidence if he is aligned with his government. I'm here to tell you today that if you are aligned with the government of Jesus Christ and you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, what you say in the earth, Jesus will come and back you by his Holy Spirit and things will begin to shift around you. Things will begin to shift in our states, in our cities, in our counties, and in our government. Also, if you're a citizen, you have an army protecting you. And going out and fighting battles for you. My goodness. I ain't got time to jump into that. But my goodness. I don't know about you. But I get excited knowing the truth of Philippians 3.20. That says I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm not even from this lost and dying world. I'm from a place where there is love, joy, and peace. Where righteousness reigns. And there is no more tears and suffering. I'll be home there one day. But until that day, I have rights in heaven I'm thankful for the right to a fair trial Jesus is the righteous judge and I know he won't forget his sacrifice when I'm in need of grace I'm thankful that as a citizen of heaven I speak under the authority of my government Jesus Christ and when I speak his words his government comes and backs me up and heaven penetrates the earth and backs up what I'm saying I'm thankful that I'm a citizen of heaven and that I have an army of angels that are dispatched for my benefit in my time of need come on somebody to have anyone in the house do i have anyone here listening to me today who is grateful to be a citizen of heaven and to be an extension of god's kingdom in the earth we're citizens of heaven i felt this thing so strongly today we in the body of christ We must grasp this thing. We must unify together. Like I said, we are the United States of America. England calls itself the United Kingdom. Without unity, without unity, we cannot bring heaven into the earth, which is our God-given assignment. It was Jesus' thing that he taught the disciples. He said, pray this way for the kingdom of heaven to be on earth. You are the extension. We are the extension of God's rule, his authority, his customs, his influence that is there in heaven. There ain't racism in heaven. I'm going to tell you right now, if you have racism in your heart and you call yourself a Christian, you really, really need to reevaluate where it is that you think that you stand with God. There is no racism in the kingdom. Every tribe Every tongue, every nation is wrapped around the throne of God, giving praise to the king of kings and the king of glory right now. I hope that uh, this blesses somebody today. We are carriers of the kingdom and we must understand we are an extension of heaven. We're an extension of God's kingdom. We're an extension of his authority. We are an extension of the customs and influence of of the kingdom of God. We're called to walk in love, forgiveness, compassion, and mercy. And I just want to say this too as believers, Christians, when our black brothers and sisters are hurting, we are called to hurt with them. When our brothers and sisters are 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 joyful, let's be joyful with them. When people are hurting, we need to wrap our loving arms around them and listen. We must listen. We must listen. We must listen. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Mac. See you next week.